and this is We Have Notes, a podcast for the pop culture obsessed and the people who love them. I'm back. Um, I hope you guys all had a great long weekend and uh, hopefully got outside, did some things. Welcome to unofficial fall. I just think like after Labor Day, it's fall. Like, I don't care what the weather's doing. Hopefully it's really nice where you are. We've had some terrible weather across this country, but um, yeah, it's just like fall. For me, it's the school nerd in me. I want new clothes. I want new school supplies slash office supplies, new projects, like new. It's like a restart, much, almost much more for me than than the actual new year is. I think also working in uh, beauty and fashion for so long. This is like New York Fashion Week, which is back and it was just it, everyone's kind of back from the summer and from going out east to the Hamptons and whatever, all that stuff. So it just feels like a clean, fresh start. And I love that. And there's a crispness in the air. And we're getting a lot of things back in our lives. Pop cultural speaking, pop culturally, I guess that's what I was trying to say. Um, so I'm excited and I have a new creative project that I'm really excited about. And I've got really great guests lined up, including um, my friend Robin today. And yeah, there's so much. I mean, the British man is on tour, so I've obviously lost my mind. There, my, I, you guys, we'll, we'll talk about it at some point. Like, there's so many clips. Um, we are getting Casey Musgraves' album and the like, kind of short film thing that she did, which is going to be on Paramount Plus. So good on you, all you other people who might still have that from the real world reboot or whatever other reason you have Paramount Plus. I obviously have it and all the other platforms. So that's coming on Friday. Um, football? I know. The NFL is like, I don't always feel good about loving it, but I love it. Um, it's just the truth. I am very excited for actual football. I spend my Sundays just watching football. And I'm in a fantasy league, which I talked about when my friend Alyssa was on because she's our commish, the commish of the league. I mean, I was pretty excited about my Indianapolis Colts, but we've got a whole vaccination situation happening over here that is pissing me off. So who knows? I mean, our quarterback and a few other star players are waiting to see. And I'm like, Jesus, just go get vaccinated. Like, for God's sake. Like, do it for your team. This is like, it's like a metaphor for other people not do, who are capable of getting vaccinated, not getting vaccinated. Like, do it for the team. Like, be a leader. Tom Brady, a person who is maniacal about what he puts in his body to the point that I think he's involved in a lot of like pseudoscience with his old TB12 situation, is vaccinated. You can get vaccinated, Carson Wentz. Anyway, obviously a sore spot, but... Again, very excited to have like my Sundays back. I, of course, am a maniacal and insane fan because my brain is incapable of liking anything or disliking anything in a normal manner. Um, so, yeah, we got Casey. We got Love on Tour. We got football. You season three is coming soon. So catch up if you haven't already on the first two seasons on Netflix. And succession is just around the corner, you guys. It's just around the corner in October. Um, what have I been watching since I've been gone? Not like I was gone that long. It was like a week. Um, I watched that show Clickbait on Netflix. 
with Adrian Grenier, the erstwhile Vinny Chase. Uh, I don't want to say too much. I mean, I wouldn't be like, it's great. I watched the whole thing. It was entertaining. There's a mystery to it. Like he gets kidnapped and then it unspools this like mystery told from some different angles. Um, It was entertaining enough. I don't think it was great. I feel like a lot of people are watching it because it keeps ranking when every time I turn on Netflix, but I don't know. Give it a try if you haven't already. I mean, it's, it's totally fine. Um, I also watched on Monday night, um, Harry and Meghan Colin escaping the palace, the third of lifetimes, like trilogy of terrible, but wonderful Harry and Meghan movies. Um, especially after you listen to this conversation I have with my friend Robin, where we talk a bit about Diana and Harry and Meghan. Um, you will not be surprised to know that I teared up multiple times. Movies, these movies are not good, but they make, that made me emotional. And the woman who's playing Megan, they've had like different Megan and Harry's in like these three things, but some of the actors are the same, like William and Kate are the same. Like, Oh, it's strange. They can never find a Harry that's hot enough. Never. This one is no different. He's like demonstrably like not hot. Um, the Megan actress looks enough like Megan, but it's fucking wild. She nails her voice, like her intonations and her speaking voice so well. It's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, it made me emotional. I mean, I'm a lunatic, so of course it did. But <laughs> check it out. Let me know if you watched it. And like I said, my my friend Robin Del Monte is on the show today. She is my sister um, from another time period. She's an actual youth. She's like a young millennial, but she's also like an old soul, which I which I love about her. She keeps me young. She keeps me on my toes. We met at grief camp. So I literally consider her like family and she's hilarious and she completely understands what it's like to live the life of an obsessive fangirl, um, which we talk about a bunch and she's just so funny. And I think you'll understand after you hear this conversation why we love each other. I'm very excited for you guys to listen to it. So we will be right back with the wonderful Robin. This week's guest is the first official youth to grace this show. But Robin Del Monte is also a very old soul, and I feel like in myriad ways we were separated at birth, just many, many years apart. I even believe we share a rising sign. So translation, we're very connected. We first met when this gorgeous blonde burst of energy showed up to experience camps in the mountains of Georgia during my second summer volunteering, and I have considered her family ever since. She has a heart the size of the universe and a capacity for empathy that is off the charts. There's just something that to a relationship that comes from sharing your innermost trauma and pain whilst also chanting and cheering and dancing and mothering that cements it in a way that you can hardly put into words. But Robin is also fun and funny as fuck. She's a Boston girl who's obsessed with pop culture and unpopular opinions and deeply understands what it is to live your entire life as a fangirl, much like myself. She's wildly imaginative. I so wish you could see the skit her campers performed during our talent show this year. It was like SNL level 
funny to me. She's also a social media and content whiz who is really putting the hard sell on me to start posting on TikTok, where she's got over a million likes on her own stuff. And she's got herself a little royals fetish, too. Uh, we're going to talk about all that and more and who knows what else uh, today. So please welcome my beloved friend, Robin Del Monte. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much. Why am I crying in the club? Um <laughs> <laughs> literally i can't even with that intro i'm going to put that as my instagram bio but as like a voice memo um thank you so much i'm so excited to be here and by the way um i'm not as youthful um as you described but um i'm still in my 20s and i think the botox helps so yeah, it does. It, well, you started at the right age. I wish I would have started earlier, actually. I should have started more. Well, you live and you learn. You live and you learn. Yeah, you know, we'd shoot it up now. But um, no, but you're just younger. You're like, you're, like, you're a youth to me, but you're not. You're like, you are and you're not. Because I feel like we're like the same age, but then I'm like, we're not. Yeah, so also. Technically. Yeah, I think, I think I should put out there when it comes to being an old soul. Just like a little example. Um, When I was in the first grade, I had my mom write a letter to my bus driver so he would drop me off at my house and not the bus stop so I wouldn't miss the intro of Oprah's theme song, Oh, oh, oh Oprah. Um, <laughs> so things I mean, <laughs> yeah, it started that year. This is why we are friends. Like, we knew we were going to be friends the second we met each other. Like, this is what this person was doing in first grade. That is the kind of level of commitment that yeah. I appreciate. Mm-hmm. I uh, grew up obsessing over Oprah, and then it slowly went into pop culture because my mom necessarily couldn't afford a babysitter. So I used VH1 and MTV. Like, that's what she would, like, put on to, like, calm right. me down. Um, and then I got sucked into the I love the 80s. I love the 90s. Remember those little specials? Yeah, of course. And then the E! True Hollywood stories really took it to the next level. Real world. And I just got like submerged into it at a very young age. Newlyweds. It was like the new age of reality TV. And like my brain was still developing. And it like (laughs) literally just like smashed together and created myself. And I, this is the thing. I don't know if you can relate to this, Abby, but I thought it was normal. Like, I thought oh. knowing this type of information about <laughs> celebrities was normal. And then my friends are like, wait, what's that Kardashian's name again? I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this isn't common knowledge. Like, you don't know who Todd Cranes is? Like, I... <laughs> But also, like, it's like I can and now can understand, like, okay, I know everyone doesn't know this, but there is a part of me inside that's like, oh, I mean, what the? Why yeah. Don't you know this? Like, but, I'm like, yeah. Inwardly, like, how could you not, like, hi, Auntie Chris. It's Todd Cranes. No, exactly. Like, uh, or, or this is something that you guys can probably relate to if you listen to Abby's podcast because we're all a little like fangirl crazy. What about when you're at work, the grocery store, a party, even a date, and somebody is miss, like, t- talking about pop culture, but they're like so wrong. Like, they're mispronouncing uh, something, or like they're, mm-hmm. they're saying that, like, John Bonet's like mom killed her. I'm like, no, like, and like, I don't want to like show my crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm it's like, hard. And, and then people around them are like, wow, you know so much about this. That's awesome. I'm like, you don't know. I do. I know more. I know more, but I'm just going to keep it to myself. I know. It's so crazy. And then like sometimes when I like throw out a reference and, and, and like 
if someone picks it up, I'm like, ooh, hello, my people. Well, that's um, what happened to us at camp. Yes, it is. We, it I think is. there was a Real Housewife um, reference that dropped, and I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mention it all. That was me. Yeah, it was. I think it was Housewives. Yeah. And now we've realized it's so many other things. Like, I was thinking about, well, first of all, I just miss you so much. So I'm I miss so glad you we're too. Talking. Um, not that we don't communicate, but it's like, you know. Through meme like, and DM. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, one of my favorite things is when I can like, like, I'll be like, oh, do you know about this? And it'll be like something really niche because you know so many things. And you'll be like, yeah, duh. Or yeah, like no, the course. one that was recent that I was thinking about was the Power Girls cover of New York Magazine. And like the PR girls like that is like porn to me. Yeah. And you were like, oh, okay, great. I'm I'll I'll be back. I'm going to spend 14 (laughs) hours on the Internet, like reading everything. And I was like, oh, this is so your thing. Yeah. And it was like a niche New York moment of the 90s that was very definitive of the late 90s. But like Mm -hmm. you were like, it was so your thing. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited. I was like jealous that you were like having to learn it for the first time. Honestly, I think that would like, I don't know if it's been done, but like that would be a really good movie to like oh, re- yeah. to dive into that because like it's so niche, but it's like so good. And like that type of fashion is like coming back around. I know. So it really I think, is. Or if like a designer like did some sort of homage to like that, you know what I mean? Ugh, like that cover. Yeah. Like, like the Diana like, Haley Bieber oh. cover. Oh, well, you know, the background of my Twitter, which I don't tweet as much anymore, but it is um Haley that shoot and Diana like that is that was porn to me that was literally porn to me because I'm sure we'll get into it in the podcast but um me and Haley have like um an interesting relationship because I am in love let's just get into it okay cool now okay cool so um I was and am a massive Justin Bieber fan. I was getting ready for my first day of high school, ninth grade, and TRL was still on. Um it was probably like you know, still on for a couple more years after that. And the one time music video for Justin Bieber came on and he was like a child. Like yeah, even though yeah. we were we were the same age, but he looked like so young. But I I I was born to like love a boy band, love a teen pop star like Josie and the yes. Pussycats, like YouTube audition videos. Like that it was just like me. And I was like, who is this man? Okay. I got onto the Justin Bieber train before it was cool. And I'm not saying that as a cliche and being dead serious. I went to no, a No, you did. You yeah. I've heard all of this. It's yeah. so true. And I, I love this about you. I went to a mall tour um before his album dropped when he had like his EP with like four songs come out and Usher was backing him. And after that, it just it escalated into something that um, I can't really explain. <laughs> I mean, I understand it so deeply. Yeah. And it, I think it was interesting, too. And I don't know if any of you guys can relate to this as well. But like I was 13, 14, 15, 16 as it started to grow. So as my feelings for like boys in general started to grow and like dating and like starting to get on the boy crazy train like the obsession was growing hand in hand with it. So it was like hormones, hair flipping, like uh, like YouTube videos. Like it took over my life. Um, and 
that was when liking Justin Bieber was lame. Because in high school, people were like, oh, you like Justin Bieber? He's so, like, stupid. Like, right. I, you know how, like, teens are with, like, Bieber. Yeah. And I was like, no, like, I rocked it. I wore pur- purple to school on his birthday. Like, it was weird. It was definitely weird. <laughs> it was- <laughs> I had a boyfriend at the time. And we would this, – this is when you know you're a crazy fangirl – me and my boyfriend would fight over it. Like me and my boyfriend at the time would fight over it. And I was like, he was like, just like, it's weird. And I was like, you're weird. Um, let's, (laughs) yeah, let's fast forward to the bad boy phase of Bieber as well. When he was in jail, this took a really hard turn on me. Um, but I was also like drinking and partying in college. So I was like, he just wants to be a teen, whatever. I always stood by his side. Fast forward. Fast forward to LA 2017. I'm living out in LA. I moved out there for career and because it's been a dream, but mostly so I could meet Justin Bieber. And I'm not just fucking saying that. (laughs) I am not just fucking saying that. And I would, I'm not trying to be like name drop, but I would be at clubs and a lot of my friends knew people in the industry. So I met so many celebrities and I was always waiting out hope for Bieber. And sometimes like I would go to a club leave and he would come and it would be like ships passing in the fucking night. Yeah, you were like sliding doors. It was, exactly. Yeah. And the tension was building and I... I'm so late. I would tell myself at night, I would be like, if it's meant to be, like, it's meant to be. Like, this just wasn't your time. Like, whatever. <laughs> I get it. Like, I get you, it. you get it. Yeah. I get it. I go to Bible study. Okay. There's probably 11 people in the room. This is in downtown LA. And if you know LA, it's not like a hopping area. Like, no. Downtown no. LA, like, there's like, a, it's like a, fashion garment industry, but also like not the best area. So I was in downtown LA in a Bible study and I have, I'm sitting there and in walks Justin Bieber. Yeah, he did. He sure did. (laughs) Can we all just like take a moment of silence for like what was going on in my brain and vagina? Like I... (laughs) (laughs) He walks in, no security like daps up the pastor if you know you know yeah and sits down and i'm like this is my ya book moment like this is my fan fiction moment like i have to say something the entire bible study i was sitting there i was shaking i was thinking in my head like how am i gonna approach this even though let's be real we've all planned what we were gonna say to our celebrity cross if we ever met them But when they're sitting right there, I'm like, oh, my God. So I sit down next to him and I'm like, hi, like, I don't want to be like rude or interrupt. But I I just wanted to say that, like, you are like a huge part of the reason why I like redeveloped my relationship with God. Like I lost my mom, dropped the grief card, as we all know. But it's true um, because I started going to a church that he had recommended before. And then we just started talking about books that we were reading about religion and then about like how I'm from Boston and came to LA, how I liked it. And I'm not exaggerating. This conversation went on for like 10 minutes. I fully blacked out, fully blacked out. Don't remember it. But his eyes, if you guys have ever looked at Justin Bieber's eyes as closely as I have, which you probably haven't because then you'd be in a mental (laughs) hospital. His eyes are like these puppy dog eyes. Like, and he was looking at me with intent. You know, when you're talking to somebody and like, 
they're looking into your soul, but like his kind eyes. I was like, do I take off my clothes at Bible study? <laughs> I know. That's what I always say. It's like, let's get me out of this dress. Yeah, I was Wait. like, okay. And then when I went to leave, he was like, what's your name again? And I was like, Robin. He goes, oh, it's so nice to meet you, Robin. And we hugged and like, oh. he smelled like Tom Ford. He, <laughs> which I think Harry wears, by the way. Oh, I'm sure. Or some yes. Or some Tom. Yeah. And uh, when I left, you know, when you do that lingering hand on the stomach after a hug, like, bye. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. My hand lingered on his t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I I still get the chill. I get my heart beat no. fast every time we talk about this. Every I'm time. sweating. I'm currently like perspirating. <laughs> like I'm having I'm a like, visceral reaction. Yeah, I have chills. My heart is beating very fast. I go into this parking lot in downtown LA where like there are like homeless people like screaming at me. I'm like, but I, in my brain, I'm floating on a cloud. Like literally, yeah. I'm yeah. like, this is amazing. I get to the parking garage and I start throwing up. Like throwing up on my shoes like like an acid throw up because there was like nothing in my stomach because my body was having a visceral (laughs) reaction i understand and i go text my friends i make like a snapchat story this is like in the day when snapchat was big and i had like the dog filter on it's like so fucking cringy um (laughs) and i tell everybody yeah no bitch i I loved that fucking dog filter dude bitch i had the dog filter on when i was telling the story (laughs) and everybody is like texting me oh my god like did you get a picture oh my god oh my god and people were treating this like i had just given birth to my first child like my ex texted me and was like I'm so incredibly happy for you, Robin. Like you deserve this. Like yeah. people were <laughs> people were treating me like I had a baby. They were like, "You deserve it. Like you have such a good heart." And I was like, "I know." But um <laughs> I text everybody cuz if you guys know Justin, I'm not sure how Harry is or your guys' celebrity crushes, but he's very adamant about like instead of asking for a picture like to have a conversation with me. You know how they all say that. Yeah. So I didn't get a picture. I go to sleep at night, okay? I wake up in the morning to 167 <laughs> text messages. I got, I got like 300. I wish I would have known you then. Dude, I got like, I think I got like a, like so many Instagram followers. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like I check my phone. The Daily Mail, Justin Bieber, like, pop pages, like, Justin Bieber Brazil, like, all, you know, the Brazilian fan pages. The the Brazilian fan pages are bananas. (laughs) There was a picture of me and Justin floating around the internet that somebody at Bible study had taken. We are, like, face-to-face talking. The main, like the TMZ, the Daily Mail, like this, and this was like on Snapchat. Remember, like the Daily Mail, like stories on like Snapchat. Oh yeah, the, oh my god, yeah, they were all up in it. Yeah, yeah. all the well, I was like, I, it's so funny because I was working on a project at Condé Nast trying to develop some Snapchat content for like exactly. some of their brands, you like know. all the magazines and the publications were trying to get up on Snapchat, of course. Yeah. Um, and people, the major publications were saying that it's like Sophia Richie and Justin Bieber like leave Bible study together, like Sophia Richie at Hell song whatever because um i'm sure you can post this photo on your story you can see like half of my face and it's him from behind but his head tilts abby yeah. 
Yeah, he- you can recognize. I mean, it's like I can recognize. Oh, well, yeah. obviously you can recognize him, but like his head tilt just shows that like he's like into the com. Like, yeah, he's listening. You know, he's listening. If you, yeah, he's listening. That shit went everywhere. I literally started sobbing in my bed. My roommate thought a family member had died. I was like, nope, that happened previously, but not right now. Um, <laughs> You're like, we've done that. We've yes. done that. This is a new one. We all went out to the club. Listen, we went out to the club that night in LA. My promoter got a sign that said Robin Bieber with the candles and the champagne. Like, <laughs> this shit literally was a celebration of life. A celebration of life. To the point, to the point, so much. I love it so much. To the point where I had like a a mutual friend of mine worked at Cosmo and she reached out to me and was like, Hey, we're doing like stories on like fangirls meeting like their fit, like their idol, whatever. Would you be interested in like writing a story for it? And I was like, This is my moment. Like, this is yeah. my moment. And, like, I wish Haley was on the cover because then I could be like, bitch, I, I stole your man. But, um, yeah. yeah, so I was in Cosmo because I am such a big fangirl. And if I think if anybody's listening to this, the biggest lesson I learned, and, like, this isn't my only fan interaction where I've hooked up with, like, a celebrity crush of mine. It is not. It, it is, is not. <laughs> <laughs> if, like, you know, like... In this, the movie The Santa Claus, it's like, he's like, seeing isn't believing, like, believing is seeing, like, you know what I mean about Santa yeah. Claus? That's how you guys should feel about your fan crushes, because that shit happens. It happens more than you think. Literally, just believe in your soul. In my manifest brain. Manifest that shit. Manifest yeah, it. Manifest it. In my brain, from when I was in ninth grade, my high school knew my coworkers knew my parents did like I knew I was like, I will meet him one day. Like I will. Meet oh yeah. Him one I day. feel that way. I'm like, I'll meet I know I'll meet Harry. We'll have a great conversation. And yeah. I know I'm going to meet Taylor. Like I know I'm going to meet her. Like, yeah, no, of course. And it's just we're like, gonna meet. and we're going to, and she's going to be like, Oh, another redhead named Abigail. Like, let's be friends. And I like, you just I think, know. Yeah. And yeah. also, I mean, it, yeah. Speaking of a redhead named Abigail, also, like, I'm a major, 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 major Swifty as well. Yeah, um, yeah you are. Um, yeah, we don't have just one. It's yeah, like, no, it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's like everything. Like, I've been doing this. It's like I was saying this to my my friend Bailey today, who's also my Pilates teacher. Like, I've been doing this my whole life. Like, the yeah. way I talk about, like, Harry style, like, this ain't anything new to anyone who knows me. Yeah. I've been doing this since I was, like, seven years old with various different people. Who was and your first? Might be, I mean, I I was, like, very – well, I had crushes, right? Yeah. So, I, But I don't know if it was, like, full fangirl. I mean, I do think, like – like like Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham. Yes, like we've talked I really about this. we've talked about that. Like since youth, like f- standing both of them, stand that like I was standing them as a couple before I even understood couples or yeah. we didn't have the word stand. So I that, also I, yeah. I also yeah. think that like I, this is gonna sound like so hippy dippy, but like before I met Justin, obviously I would get front row at all of his concerts, like pay thousands of dollars that like I made at like my Mexican restaurant job as like a teenager. Like, yeah. so I could go to concerts. Um, but I think like this fandom started, like when I started going to concerts and seeing live yeah. music and when you're in yeah. a room and everybody kind of feels that way, but like not as much as you, cause I get competitive, but like yes. 
when you fantasize about this person for so long and then you're right in front of them, like watching them perform, like it's this euphoric feeling, but then you get the post-concert depression, which is like so yes. fucking bad because they're so, so close. Um, but yeah, I, I, and then like Luke Perry, like Dylan McKay, like yep. as a teenager. Oh yeah. Like that. Cause there's a whole other section. Yeah. There's you know, a whole like- other, other section of like the, um, teen TV dramas, which is why I ended up having my first internship at the CW, which used to be the WB, because like, yep. other than being a fangirl, like TV teen drama is like my biggest yes. passion. And this is something yes. we talked about as well. Um, that is like, I think that is like porn for fangirls because it like allows yes. you to become like obsessed with these like characters and it's so like out of reach. Like you're not going to be able to meet them, but like it's, it's weird. I don't know why it's such a good fit, but oh, it's so and I good. Mean, I still get upset about like Dylan and Brenda's breakup. Like, yeah. 30 years later, like yeah. I'm still upset about it. And so mm-hmm. there's also that part, like for you, like, like when the things that form when you're a teenager too are just like so intense and they never leave you. And like, you know, that's how it's like, was like with like Jared Leto slash Jordan Catalano and like Mm -hmm. that like intensity. But I think with musicians, like, like what you were saying, cause when you can go see them perform, like that's always been like, and I've met a lot of different, like not to, you know, but I've met a lot of famous people. It's like, it's like the musical people often are harder for me because they feel like they've reached deeper into my soul. Like they have touched a part of my life and been inside my brain in an even different way than like an actor or actress might be like, like, like Taylor. I always say that I wish I had had Taylor when I was in my twenties. Which I, I, yeah. Like that would have been like, she's so important to me. Like her music is so important to me. And like Stevie Nicks music is so important to me. Harry's music is so important to Same. me. Like, but like Taylor, like the, it's the different. closest, it, it's different. And yeah. like the closest I've come is the one time when she commented on my Instagram. And that was one of my great, greatest yeah. days. Like that, that I, is a whole other type of orgasm. Yeah, it really is. Like, yeah, that's a whole I, other type of orgasm. And it was like, I started, it was like when you said you started getting like notifications, I was like, what has happened? What has like, happened? What, what has, happened? has happened? And I thought like she, cause I had, I don't think I've told this story on the podcast, but I had, it was the reputation era mm. and, um, look what she made me. The single was out. I don't even know if the full album was out yet, but like the, the video where she dresses up as all the old Taylors and like Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Yeah. You don't have, you don't have to explain, yeah, you, know. you don't, you don't have to explain. But, so for the, for the listeners, yes. um, so I was going to a Halloween party and it was, um, dress as your favorite dead person. Um, and so my sister had the idea. I was trying to think of ideas and I was like, I'm not going to go as my mom, though I could. But um, like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, iconic. Like, I know. Let's just I know. like, let's just like air it all out. Walk into the party and be like, this is my grief. Who wants to dig a shot? Yeah. Want to make out later? Yeah. Um, so. My sister was like, oh, you should go as one of the old tailors. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. So I went as um, you belong with me, Taylor. And I made my own like junior jewels shirt and put my yeah. friends names on them and like did like even did like 
photo shoot from like my friend made my friend go outside I was up in Chicago for the weekend and like my friend go outside and it's like her like looking out the window and whatever so I had this one shot and I didn't tag her but I did I think I might have hashtagged old Taylor but as you know for those oh. who don't know, when Taylor Taylor likes to lurk around on social media and pop up in your Tumblr, pop up in your now she's on TikTok. Like so she like right, especially when she's got an album coming out or whatever. It's very smart. It's super savvy. And I think she enjoys it and she likes yeah. to see what her fans are up to. So anyway, I like posted this and it was like, you know, did the line about can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because she's dead. And like the next morning I was at my friend's house and I just started getting all these notifications and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I was like, maybe she liked it, right? But like, are, were you around people who accept you for who you are? I was. And, and like, because that's I, important. Because the freak is, out only like matters when like people get what, get it. And my friend was like, what's going on? And I was like, I think, hold on, I got to open my Instagram, you know, because it was like, it was like Swifty 9732 is like, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Brazilian Swifties. (laughs) Yeah, like, yeah. And like, I was like, oh, maybe she liked it. That's literally what I thought. And then I saw that she commented and I screamed and I had tears. Yeah, real tears. And then, and then all my friends started texting me and like the same thing, like you said, they were like, I'm so excited for you. And my birthday is Halloween. This had been like, it wasn't actual Halloween. It was like the Saturday before Halloween or something, you know, when you have the parties and all of them were like, this is the best birthday present for you ever. Oh my God. Like, I'm so happy for you. And I was like, I'm so happy for me. No, for sure. I'm so happy for me because you know what? A lot of people dressed up as Taylor Swift on Halloween and she commented she commented and was like incredible and then like a couple emojis and I was like this is a great day it's a great day I'm Um, a grown-ass woman I was in my 40s and I was like question this is a great day for me question yes Yes. did you reply I did okay How long did it take you to draft the response? I mean, no, I did it too fast. I did. I was just like, oh my God, thank you so much. I did it too fast. Mm -hmm. I did it too fast. It's okay. I was like, I was like in a out of body like experience. Yeah, no, I trust me. I get it. I I just, you know, and and, yeah. So to, to, to. to dive into Taylor real quick, um, I, yeah. I have a visceral reaction to her as well. We've spoken about this. So I was 15 when 15 came out. Oh, one of my favorite songs of all time. Obviously. Yeah. So um, Taylor oh dropped. Yeah. Taylor dropped Taylor Swift when I was um, I'm pretty sure I was like 12 when she dropped Taylor Swift. And right. so like I have needed Taylor so much and I've been so connected to her and like my home life growing up like wasn't necessarily the best and then my mom got sick and I was in like a long like 10 year from like 14 to 24 relationship with like a high school sweetheart like everything that I've like gone through in life like Taylor has helped me out and I'm not saying that in a corny way like no I I totally get it but I don't know if you can relate to this or to the people listening can relate sometimes when I put on the fearless album like it makes me like so like almost like nauseous like sick to my stomach because I'm so nostalgic for that time period in my life and like I wish I could go back and like I can't and I don't know if that's for Taylor with you but like if people listening can definitely relate like sometimes there's albums I put on it's not because it's like oh this reminds me of an ex or oh this makes me sad it's just like 
the time period that no, like, exactly. this came out. Like, and like, I'll never be that young again. And like, that makes me sick to my stomach. Well, I'm starting to have that a lot about Red because we're getting yes. you know, the Red re-release. And yes. like, I am thinking about that time and I was like working at Marie Claire and it was just like a good, it was like. A good season of your life. My mom was still alive. Like, I, yeah. like oh, there's girl, just yes. like, like um, so much. And like, yeah. you know, then there's like older stuff that I re-listen to now. Like I can't listen to the best day without sobbing. Oh, uh, yeah. Like it Shout came on to, at camp yeah. and yeah. I was sitting at the table and the girls were like, are you okay? And I was like, just this song. It's this song. It's a song about her mom. And I was yeah. just like, and, um, and then 1989 came out um, the that like it was the fall after my mom died. And it was like my first birthday um, without my mom. And yeah. and it was like that fall. And I just remember that time. And it wasn't like it was an easy time, but it was also like a very important time. And yes. And, and that album was just like it was like obviously her transition into like a poppier sound. And yeah. there was just like. It so just, we like, we gave all did me it, what yeah. I needed. It like gave me what I needed at the time, and, and then, also we ugh. didn't respect 1989 for what it was when it came out. And now looking back, I like it so much more because I think we were all just like a little like not confused, but it was like such a different direction. And now I go back and listen to 1989, and I'm like, wow, like this. Was I was really amazing. into it. Red yeah. has always probably been before pre pre folklore and Evermore coming out. Red was always my favorite full album mm-hmm. and it obviously has my favorite song on it in all too well, but like just the whole album, like I was very into it, but I think you're right about like that period of time. And so I've been really nostalgic for that time and like the people I worked with. And I remember that fashion week when we were so into when like never ever getting back together came out and it was fashion week. And like, we would like sing it and like, it just, it, it, I miss that time and it's going to be really interesting to like go back to all of it again mm-hmm. this yeah, November no, for sure. and then obviously the new music that will be there and she just like the thing about Taylor and I and I like and you get this too like there was a period of time where it was not cool to like Taylor Swift and I've yep. always liked Taylor Swift yep. and and especially as like sometimes as like a cool New York, like 30 year old. I was like, I'm a Swifty. Like I'm yeah. late for Taylor Swift. And then now it's like, there's a different vibe, but I'm like, I've been here since the jump. I've been here since debut. Um, and Blondie has been here for me and I have been here for her. And she continues to give so yeah. much. Like she just keeps mm-hmm. giving. Yeah. Um. She's so prolific and she just keeps getting better. Her songwriting keeps getting more evolved. And like, Oh, and can we I'm talk about so the documentary? The documentary. Oh. Miss Americana. Like I I'm, can't. I, I, and that she, was the thing. It was interesting. I had some friends who were like, by no means haters like at all like not not at all haters there certainly are a lot of haters but they weren't they were just kind of ambivalent I would after say. the movie yeah and, and then, then they after, watched the movie yep. and they were like oh fuck, i have respect for about? her i was I like have, yes yeah. bitch this is what i've been talking about the entire time and I also loved the part where she was like and then i was just like writing and calligraphy and like my journal and i was with like a dip like a yes. fountain dip pen and i was like fucking of course you were i love you so much 
she's the best. But also, like, I should, I feel like I should come out here and say, um, like, I am a massive Kardashian stan. I love um, Kardashians. And so, like, when that went down, yeah, it was, was really, really difficult for me because yeah. I told you guys, like, literally reality TV was my babysitter. And my first, like, so when I would, before I would go to my dad's house on Sunday nights, I would watch The Girls Next Door, which was, like, the Playboy, like, reality show. And of when course. that... And when that ended, the Kardashians came on when I was in, like, sixth grade, and, like, that shit took over my life. But with Kim and Kanye and Taylor, also, I should say, me and Kanye West have the same big three. So, like, it's, like, really fucking complicated in my house. Um, Wait, you're I, Cancer Rising, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm Cancer so Rising. I am but Gemini. I'm, I'm, I'm Scorpio Sun, Libra Moon, Cancer Rising. I'm Gemini Sun, Cancer Rising, Pisces Moon, which is – Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's – it's crazy. And if you just like look at how Kanye reacts to like things in his life, including his mother's death, I think um, you'll understand me a little bit more because with being a Gemini, I'm an entertainer. I'm outgoing. I'm out there. But being a cancer rising in a Pisces moon, like it's a lot to have going on inside. But going back yeah. to the, the Taylor of it all and the Kanye, that was a difficult time. But like I stood yeah. by both of their sides. And like this is my question for you. Do you think – Kim will ever show respect for Taylor ever again. Do you think there will ever be any sort of like? Re- I do. Me too. I think it'll be subtle. It won't be like a big deal because she's already said like, uh, yeah, everybody's like, moved on. Yeah. She's like on 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 Watch What Happens Live or whatever. That the was just elevator. Like, the like, elevator. Yeah. You know, but I do think yes. And I, I think you want to know what I think might happen. I think it might be because like North or Chicago, I was just going to say like, that likes her music just gonna say that i was like i feel like northy might broker the whole thing yeah it's i i pray and i I mean that little chicago she gets Um, right in the heart i mean i love north because her attitude is has always been on point but that little chicago and i'm like why yeah why am i comparing myself to a three-year-old like when i see (laughs) pictures I'm like, her eyes are so beautiful. No, I'm like, when I see pictures of Chicago, and like, I'm like, why am I comparing myself to a three-year-old? I need help. Um, but yeah, I, I think mean, Chicago. We need so much help. But that's yeah, why we, I'm just glad that we know we each have other. each other. Yeah. <laughs> and also, let's let's. I'm going to throw a little bit of grief into here. So obviously, we are both um, active and reoccurring members of the Dead Moms Club, which. Yes, uh, we are. We discovered at camp, obviously. Um, well, uh, let's say we, we, our friend Kelsey, like, hi, Kelsey, if you're listening. Hi, Kelsey. Do, our group text is named Dead Moms, Dead Moms Club. Club. Yeah. Um, and we, we were saying something. We were like walking back. We were in the I was just going to say this. <laughs> so, Go ahead. You tell it. You tell it. You, so we were like, oh, like, so glad we have each other. Dead Moms Club. And I go walking into my cabin, and Abby goes, yep, Dead Mom Club's forever. And I go, yeah, unfortunately, I mean, <laughs> it is forever. It, uh, it's ouch. forever ouch. and ever. Ouch. We were, and we were all like, Womp. and that's the kind of dark humor that A, lives in us yep. and definitely lives at when you go to grief camp. You're like, that's yeah. the kind of shit you can throw around and people will understand. Understand it. And speaking of grief which is how we came together in fangirl yes. culture um I, I saw something I, I don't know if it was on like reddit tumblr some deep web shit but it was saying that people who go through trauma in their life tend to like to 
re-listen to the same music or like rewatch the same shows over and over again because like it doesn't cause anxiety and like they don't want change in their life due to the trauma that they went through. And I think that um, is us. I don't. Yeah. I just just putting that out there. It it absolutely is, and I have seen that too. And I when I the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, 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 yes, whoa, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like you're like, oh, that's me. Okay, I'm like just rereading things over and over again, like stacks of books, stacks of new books that I'm excited to read. Just gonna read the same thing I read, you know, like and like obsess a thousand new shows on television that I do watch, but I also just like I'm like I'm just gonna watch this show I've watched. I'm just gonna watch some Grey's Anatomy for the 450th time. Like, yeah, it's so real. Honestly, being a part of the Dead Moms Club and watching Grey's Anatomy is a risky road, my friend. Well, sometimes some, I like to just dig right into the wound yeah. and just like, just, just like chill there. feel around in there. But like yeah. the thing with Grace, I, I, because I, sometimes I want to cry, but I want to know exactly why I'm crying. Like, so like, that's why th- that feels like a safe mm-hmm. space. Cause I'm like, sometimes oh, I know it's going to, I know who's going to die in this episode. Yeah, I know some- that something's going to, bad is going to happen, but I know exactly what it is and when it's going to happen. And it's still going to make me cry, but it feels like compartmentalized. Yeah. Um, you know? Yeah. Sometimes the diagnosis hits a little too close to home, um, yes. but yes. Uh, it's, it's when like when they're like, she has a pulmonary embolism and I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't watch. No, I'm like, this. same, uh, literally same. I have a, I have a pop culture, unpopular opinion here um Go for it when denny you know like how denny dies that's yeah his, yeah and everybody on tiktok social media is like the saddest scene of all time like oh my god i ship them so much i didn't shed a tear and i don't know why but that storyline like doesn't this about you i like this do you yeah that storyline doesn't make me sad like, it's sad, but, like, I'm not the type of, like, Grey's fan where it's, like, this is, like, the moment. Like, I'm, like, I don't get it. Like, I don't think it's, like, that so sad. I think I, I did cry, but it was yeah. less – I was less – it was, for me, what was – what her what tugged at my heartstrings was her friends rallying around her. Yeah. So like Alex picking her up and carrying her is the thing that made me cry because I was like not that invested in it. Cause I'm like, how in love can you really be? Like Yeah, it, it didn't like <laughs> it was like poor writing on the like I, I was like, wait, this has been like four days. What's going on? It's like very Titanic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just was like, okay. Uh, okay <laughs> like you know like it was more like and I did cry but it was more like seeing yeah them kind of all walk out together like all the interns like walk out together and everyone's like watching and you know yeah. like because yeah. I was also like on an emotional journey because that was like the prom and like Meredith and Derek and the vet and like yeah. Weber's niece was dying and like she that made was me a more teenager. Sad. That like, made me more like, sad. I was like this we have yeah. to throw her this girl a prom in the hospital. Tessa Thompson by the way like just because she's dying and she's 16 or whatever. See that's what made me sad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah I get it. I get and- it. Alec, by the way, Alex on Grey's Anatomy, like if I was to like put not my dream type, but like my type that like I always kind of end up with and that I'm like very attracted to, it's Alex. And that might be unpopular as well. 
But do you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah, I do. He's yeah. very handsome. And yeah. he has like a dickish. So like. Exactly. Listen, so like I am always going to go for whether in real life or in a television show, a movie or a book. Yes. Um, we got all the grounds covered. Who is emotionally unavailable, but not a totally bad person. Mm-hmm. So who is going to make you work for it a little bit yep. and that yeah. I'm not saying that's right or healthy I'm oh, just saying that's girl, where not. I'm at and that's it's where not. I've always been it's like when everyone was like when it you know what if you have to team anything it's like you know like Dylan McKay like yes. uh, Troy Dyer in Reality Bites Jordan Catalano like Jess ben Mariano Noel. yeah Jess always team Jess yeah like Ben versus Noel on um, Felicity, Ben Covington, all the way. Like, get this nice guy out of here. Aiden and Big, fucking big. Aiden is too nice. Get out of here. Like, yeah. I am always drawn to like that's what's interesting and attractive to me. Again, I am single and in my forties. This <laughs> not well, again. Not back, saying circling this, back. <laughs> this not saying this is how one should be. It is just how I am. I also think that, like, I don't know if because it's because my dad, like, is kind of an asshole. Not a bad, not a bad thing. Um, but I don't know if it's because, like, of like my parents were divorced since the second I came out of my mom's vagina. Um, <laughs> they literally like weren't even together. Like, they wanted one more kid to try for a boy, and then I came out, and then they're like, okay, yeah, like we can uh, call us a uh, call us a wrap. Um, I think we're gonna be done. But they stayed best friends so like I was put into divorce therapy in our elementary school weirdly like at elementary school like one lunch a month all the divorce kids had to go to like a room and like talk about divorce (laughs) it was very early 2000s it was very early 2000s and everybody was getting divorced because of the recession yeah yeah um so they put us all in a room and Abby I had never been more confused in my life I literally was like wait there's kids crying I was like no yeah but it does suck because like my mom doesn't let me have Kool-Aid jammers but like my at my dad's house I can have them like like that was like why I was sad and these kids were like I don't know what love is I was like wait what my parents literally would take us on vacation and sleep in the same bed shit was weird but that's a whole other podcast (laughs) that's a whole other podcast it's so funny because my dad is like a like is like a muffin like yeah no no like, no he's like very no. like he's like the guy everybody loves like I uh, like had this very like I have yeah, he's still around like I have this very like lovable like mm-hmm. shows affection like okay so supportive yeah. like not yeah, that your dad yeah. wasn't supportive I don't mean that no, but like yeah, just no, in general did, yeah. I, yep. my dad was not like emotionally an emotionally closed off okay. person yeah. when growing up or now like so big this with is hugs ex- big with yeah. hugs you know like just like I'm like, let me just give why an example. am I like this again yeah. why am I like this yeah well but real quick my dad has a mustache and an afro and and he still does like and he's in his 60s my dad um, has a mustache too but not an afro yeah he has an afro. Had a mustache and my dad has a full-blown karaoke set up in his living room <laughs> that he does till three in the morning singing um Silver Spring Fix Fleetwood Mac, which I respect, but like that's the type of that's the type of dad I had. So I think that kind of in my type when I kept getting back together with my ex boyfriend after he openly was looking at me in the eyes, being like, "I don't want to be with you." <laughs> 
then I would end up in his bed that night. I think it was because I watched my divorced <laughs> parents sleep in the same bed at Disney We're World. We're the same person. Yeah. We're the same No, person. my ex. I don't know how many times I've just been like. Yeah. No, my ex would look at me. It's like in the eyes. You oh, also, Abby, how, how do you ever do this? It's like we listen to these Taylor Swift songs about like our exes, like back oh, yeah. and forth, whatever. And it's like there was mixed signals, but in reality, <laughs> the signals weren't mixed, bitch. He was well, saying to me, Yeah, no, I'm like, no, no, Robin, I'm done. <laughs> so, like, if you want to sleep with me, that's fine. But, like, I'm not with you. And then I'd go home and be like, why the fuck is he with other girls? Like, I don't get it. Well, yeah. there's, like, first of all, he was saying we are never, ever getting back together. But yep. also, so, like, that happened to me for a long time with a person. And, but I think he enjoyed the time we spent together. But he was like, we're not getting back together again. And I was like, oh, okay, well, we will because you'll fall for me again. But also, that's, like, in the the Big Red Machine, the new Big Red Machine album yeah. that Ta- Taylor's on um, in Renegade when it's like, there wasn't room for me to stay, but I stayed anyway. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you, we didn't just stay. We didn't just stay. I literally picked up my baggage at the baggage claim and was like, dee, 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 here I come yeah. again. Like, <laughs> well, like in that song, also, it's like, carry your baggage up my yeah. street. And I'm like, I sure did. I carried mine, yours, and like yeah. seven other relationships. Happily. <laughs> um, so I think that's why we are drawn to toxic characters on uh, television. Yes. Definitely. Oh. Um, uh, one, I'm just going to dive in real quick. One toxic um, character on television that shaped like my type, but I think is why I'm single. And sometimes when I'm rewatching this, like I delete my dating apps because that's how sick in the fucking head I am. Yeah. Because yeah. I know it's, it's like shifting my perspective and like I won't, no guy will add up to him. So like I, it doesn't. So um, Tim Riggins. Oh, um, I mean, Tim girl. Riggins. <laughs> Oh, do you he, know who I've met? Tim Riggins. No! No! Yeah, I have. What did you do? How? Where? When? Why? Um, I was at a screening for that terrible John Carter movie that he did. And he was there. And I did not lose my mind. And we, like, I think I just introduced myself. And then... um. Asked him if we could take a picture, and we did take a picture. I look terrible in this picture, and it's a really old, like, iPhone camera that's not mm. great. Yeah, um, it gives you, like, a grainy filter automatically. Yeah, so it's not a great, but I have it, and it's me and my friend Jessica. My friend Lori took the picture. She was too nervous to get yeah. in the picture. Yeah. Like, she couldn't Or to get in the pants, yeah. Oh, and then she had to use my... <laughs> phone because she was like Abby Abby I can't use my phone and I was like why she's like because I have a number 33 phone case I have no a she does Riggins not phone case and so she was like I have to use your phone and I was like okay and then when she took the picture her baby who her daughter who's now in like elementary school um kicked for the first time and I was like yeah because that girl knew it was Tim she Riggins. knows yeah but he had short hair at the time honestly I'll not, t- that I'll did a- not stop him from being yeah I'll beautiful. take him in a wig I'll take him in a wig I'll take oh, him in just- any way shape and form oh, me Tim Riggins and a big piece of land in Texas take me there I don't I've never wanted to live in Texas except for that man and the thing is it's like he's like tim riggins in real life like on on instagram like no filter like he'll sit in front of the camera and be like 
catch here. So I'm yeah. about to do my third movie, and I feel so blessed, guys. We're going to have a really good time here. And like, but that's he's what like he Canadian, isn't he? He like just turned Texan. Well, he lives like, in from, Austin. He lives there now, yeah. So yeah. him and Coach Taylor and Billy yeah. Riggins all stayed in Austin since Friday Night Lights stopped filming. Like, they literally just like stayed there. Oh, I love him so much. I love Tim Riggins so what and like much. can we talk? I think I think one of my sexual awakenings was when him and Lila started making out on the side of the road. Well, yeah, and also because I deeply related to Lila. I hope I was never as obnoxious as Lila, but like I was the type A. Like you were actually a cheerleader. I was not yeah. a high school cheerleader. I was a middle school cheerleader, but I was like the type A, straight A's, running all the things, in charge of the things, like the good girl who like mm-hmm. did party, but was like the good girl. And so I felt like, yeah, me and Tim, like we yeah, would, yeah, yeah. We would have like, connected. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. He would have been into me. Yeah. So in high school, I was um, Tyra in a cheerleading uniform. So yeah, it was yeah, a little yeah. different. But I did have I did have aspects of Lila to me in the sense of like, but Tyra was awesome. Yeah, oh, the best. But like in the sense of with Lila, it's like just wanting everything to go my way like so hard that I'd almost like sacrifice some of my own happiness to just be like, okay, yeah. well, I just want like things to look good. Like I I can't do this. But then when her and Tim are kissing in the rain and Tim's goddamn fucking face, like he is, he he's I can't even talk about him because like. It's it hurts so good. I know that's it the thing. It's so the good. pain, right? It's yeah, like it's the pain with all it's, of these different people. It's, it's like the pain. It's the pain, and like Tia and I talked about that a little bit on like my very first podcast. And it's like the pain of like deep fandom or like just mm-hmm. deeply connecting to a character or like I'm like no, it's physical pain. Like I have physical pain in my chest. Like, yeah, and oh, totally. People, and people who don't like people who get it just get it automatically, and they're yeah. like, "Yep, I know what you're talking about." And then people who don't are like, "Well, I mean, I like that show, and he's cute." And I'm like, "I know." No, my brain, my brain works very differently. Very, very differently. And like, speaking of pain and fandom, um, do you want to dive into the Royals? I was just gonna say, like, we should do this before I like take up your entire Saturday. Yeah. Um, talk to me, okay? Because yeah, so. This is another shared like passion of mine mm-hmm. and Robin's is the British royal family. Yes. Um, like I've talked about this before. Like I kind of grew up in the like I was a kid of the eight, you know, I was a kid in the 80s. And as a mm-hmm. person who had a person, you would have been this way too, like devouring people magazine every week, even though I was eight years old. And like, yeah. and what that, I mean, you probably did the same thing, but just what was in people magazine at the time was like Charles and Diana and then the boys growing up and then all the things. So I've like been in from like the wedding and like yeah. all of it. So like, what was Jealous. your journey mm-hmm. like into this? Yeah. So, um, I was born in 1994. My, when I was born, my mom had a Diana haircut and my she mom sure was Diana obsessed, like yeah. sobbed at the funeral, like growing up, like instead of, cause my mom's family's from Wisconsin and like they're literally, I've never seen or spoken to them. So like, she never really told us about her family, but she told us about the Royal family. Like, so in my brain, I think I thought it was like my grandma. Like I did. Yeah. I think I like related to it as like 
my grandma. And then in the third grade, we did the Wax Museum, which is like a project where like you pick a biography on somebody and dress up like them. Um, and then like people walk around and ask you questions. And I chose Princess Diana because I thought it was my grandma. Um, and uh, I, I had a similar project. And I, you was, know. I was Jane Pauley, who at the okay. time was the host of the co-host of the Today Show. So, yeah, our brains were. Yeah. Right. Same right type of shit. Yeah. Um, and I wore a like replica of her like wedding dress and like I wore it on the bus in the amount of bullying that he endured <laughs> oh through God, that. Robin, I think prepared. Yeah, it prepared me for like social media hate. Um, but I don't care. I rocked it. And so after I kind of like deep dove into that biography project when I was younger it just like piqued the interest. And then yeah. I would say like when I got older and I was super into like deep diving on YouTube and finding like yeah. old documentaries, old interviews of not just Diana, just like in general, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, YouTube yeah. like really like took off. I got if really, I had had YouTube like, in high school, I don't know what the fuck I would have never slept. Oh, no. So it was like, actually not okay. Um, uh, Like, I don't even want to tell you some of the shit that went down. Um, But I became Diana obsessed. And now I feel as though my mom passed away. And I, in a weird way, like, I feel like my mom and Diana are connected because like, there's, I mean, my mom was a bitch from Wisconsin, so she definitely was not a royal. But I think personality wise, like, my mom was like, super like they just uh, they remind me of each other and like my mom yeah. went through some like really hard shit in her life it, like yeah. including like an eating disorder and just like things that like diana went through and then like a divorce and like wanting just wanting the best for her kids and for then like kids, yeah shit you, i don't know like i just connected to and well you sent me that picture and it's like little baby little baby robin and your mom is wearing like she does have her total diana cut and she's wearing this call i was like oh my god that's such a diana collar yeah on her dress that she has on and then also i can relate to diana in a sense just like i think if you've gone through like trauma or like body image issues or just like everything like she Just I she means so much to me and I have never gone to like a medium or a psychic. But if I ever did, I would ask like, I don't know. I just explained why I love her so much. But it's like a weird, weird type of like connection and pain and like obsession with her. She's like my number one. Her and Drew Barrymore are like my two like females that I like idolize, look up to, love, obsess over, feel a weird connection to. But the whole royal family drama is just it's it's porn for me. So yeah, so now so obviously like finally on the pat the last season of The Crown, Diana yeah. arrived and we have talked about how much we love Emma Corrin's performance. Like their performance oh! is incredible. They were incredible like but now the, the it'll be have been a minute like a week more than a week when this drops but like the spencer trailer came out the teaser yes. trailer yes yes, and yes. so and I, for those yep. of you who don't know spencer is the latest like film about diana starring Kristen stewart so there we've gotten like still images of like Kristen looking amazing um this was the first kind of like it's and it was a teaser it's not like but did you watch the trailer was the full trailer out yes Wait, like I only saw the teaser where she just talks a little bit at the end. 
No, well, I saw on TikTok people were making edits with like a shit ton of footage from it. So I think oh. the full trailer is out. I think it's out. Why yeah. have I not well, TikTok? My my FBI agent needs to get on that and get those. Yeah. Tweets. Okay. But like at the so we we see even in the teaser trailer, you just you hear a little bit at the end where she's like, she no. says they don't. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. So I mean, we were we were DMing about this, and I said I like to defend Kristen Stewart like she is my younger sister. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. and you were like, I like her, but I'm like nervous, and I think that's fair. I think I'm yeah. nervous too. But I'm after excited. seeing after seeing the trailer, how are you? Feeling? I think it's gonna be really good. Okay, I do. I take back. I eat crow a little bit, but I also I think don't- it's a fair thing to be nervous about. I yeah. think that's fair. Just because it's like, especially when you're playing somebody dead, one, that's always like a a hard thing to go about. But like Diana, there's like millions and millions of people like me who like take, who look at her like a mom almost. Like it's like, she is so beloved. Like you cannot fuck this up. Well, and and there's footage and and there's so much footage, right? Like there's so much of her. um, It's, she was the most photographed person in the world. So like. It's not like it's like a mystery, like what her mannerisms were, like what she was like, you know, I mean, it is a mystery, her real, her real self, obviously, but just like the way she held herself in public and all those kinds of things. Why Kristen Stewart? Like my thing was like, why Kristen Stewart? Like that is a valid question. Yeah. Like it's so bizarre to me, but like the trailer looks really good. And I will say, I don't know if they did this on purpose and I don't know if Netflix is going to be pissed about this, but it's kind of perfect for fans because it's the film is going to be, I think like 72 hours. Like it's just like the Christmas holiday that she decides that she's going to leave Charles. Right. It's just like a very short time span. It's like three days. It's going to be three days. It's the three days that she figured out on the holiday weekend that she was going to leave Charles, which is exactly where the crown left off. Like to the T, like the scene is like what she's literally like literally to the T. Phil is literally like, like, right. It was like, Phil's literally in her bedroom. Like you got to yep. come down. Dying. And then she like, walks come down, down. She walks downstairs, takes a moment, like cries and then sucks it up and then takes the family. Photo oh, take that and, picture. Takes that picture. Yep. Right. And when she's crying on the stairs or like breathing in, it's like, you can tell the wheels are turning in her brain. Like I'm going to leave. I have to go. I have to go. Like I'm going to go. leave. I just got full body fucking chills. <gasps> I'm so lame. I no, I um, I'm so excited for it. Like that's, it, it's going to be, it's like, that's, it's perfect for fans to watch. Cause it's like, okay, we need to wait for another season of the crown, but then Spencer is going to come out. Also, I love the name Spencer for a girl. If I ever had a oh, kid, yeah. I a love that name. at least for a middle name after for Diana. Um, I, love it. But, I mean, why do you think they picked Kristen Stewart? I don't know. My, I'm, the only thing I can say without like seeing the movie is like, maybe she blew them the fuck away. And then she's a name, right? Like, I mean, from a yeah. marketing standpoint, like from a marketing standpoint, I understand it. Right. And um, yeah. she gets, and also her name can get a movie made. Like it can get it greenlit at a studio. So there's like totally. literal business parts of it, but I'm from a like art standpoint, I'm like, maybe she was really fucking good. She does have that kind of like inward personality and like, acting style where there's like stuff going on I mean she wasn't like I think when you watch her like uh smaller like films more like roles that she's taken like she can kind of do that thing where she like curls up into herself um 
and she can be very charming. Like I think Kristen Stewart is very charming. And I think especially now that she's much more comfortable in who she is and who she's allowed to express herself as like in her real life. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it was purely like, oh, this is going to make headlines because everyone's like, why? Everyone says, why Kristen Stewart? But like, I don't know. I'm just like excited to see it. And I want it to be good so much. When does it come out? You know what? I don't know. It's soon. I feel like it might be November. Yeah. Um, Well, we'll definitely have to like have a whole. Oh, my God. We'll do. We should do. Yeah. Like 100 percent. Like. Because we're not getting more crown for a while. They're just filming. November 5th. November 5th for Spencer. Damn. Okay. That's awesome. And also, like, how much does your style change after you watch The Crown or, like, watch Diana interviews? I mean. Literally, I got. Do you follow follow Lady Diana, Lady Di Revenge looks on Instagram? Of course. Okay. the black dress alone, like Ugh. even at like the young age of eight, and I was like learning about it for the biography fair. I was like, oh, so if you want to get back at a cheating man, wear black. Noted. Got that. Put it yeah. into. A, it's. Yeah. I mean, I just love and I love her. There's this. Um, I mean, I love all the bike shorts, obviously. And that really did like she just catapulted that back into style. But um, there's this photo of her at like a polo match and she's in uh, the pale yellow overalls with like the print black. Girl, in the, the aviators, like, the aviators. It's, it, it, it's so good. And it's one yep. of my favorite like casual Diana looks. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. And look then like so I love much. all the jeans when she's like running errands with the boys and like trying to like be a little normie like yeah. for them and with them. And but that that overall look is maybe one of my all time favorites. And yeah, just like she makes you like want to wear like a pencil skirt and like a blouse. And yeah, like no, I don't totally. have anywhere to wear that anymore. Um, I love I love when she wears like the jeans and like the chunky sweaters. Chunky that are just, like, sweaters. So good. Like she. That's what I'm going to do for winter. Like yes. this winter. Cause like those jeans are still kicking around like the higher yeah. waist. And, yeah. Like a bloused like chunky sweater which again I did wear when I was like 13 and again just bringing it all back just bring it all back yeah I love it it so much she's and I think also think to kind of end off the Diana conversation like she was such a good mom and I think that like watching Harry like talk about his mom oh is some sort of it tickles an itch in my brain that um I can never describe how good it is when that happens and the whole Meghan Markle of it all and like leaving Mm. and the paparazzi and like his childhood and the money Diana left and the security and the Oprah. Like it was literally, I mean, this, this is made for Robin Del Monte. Like literally, because you you know, Harry has been like one of my fictional boyfriends forever, but I, I love Mm. Megan and I love them together. And that was like actually a very easy transition for me, but I do like, I've always been a Harry girl and I, like the pride I feel, which again is psychotic, but like the pride I feel for like what he has done and like the work he has done on himself and then being really open about talking about that. Like 
first in the like Oprah interview, but then in the series they did yeah, and like yeah. even showing some of his trauma therapy and like yep. the levels of things that traumas that he has experienced is mm-hmm. something I can hard, I can wrap my brain around losing a mom. Right. But like mm-hmm. all the things and like I've always thought about like his little mummy card on top of the casket and like stop, I, stop, I, don't. <laughs> Like, like Abby, you know what this does to me. Like, and like just that he him walking behind the casket. Like, I mean, I can't. I literally can't. And no, in his face, and he he's such a like he looked like such a Spencer too. Like when he was little, like I can't. Oh gosh, he's such a Spencer, and like just hearing him talk about like confronting those demons and working through them, and like he sounds like a like when he was talking like in the Oprah interview, I was just like, I text was texting one of my friends, like as it's happening. And I'm like, you can just hear the therapy. Like, and I meant that in like yes. the most complimentary way. I was yes. Like, like, Go thera- off grief counselor. Yeah. Like therapy, recognized therapy. And, yeah. and like, I am such a huge proponent of a, like talking, like you are like talking about grief, talking about therapy, like talking about how you, can help yourself get better and like normalizing those conversations and then to do that whole series which was so powerful and all the people who took part in that um the me you don't see from the famous people like Lady Gaga and some of the NBA players to the the non bold face names that were in that show that were also so vulnerable in like sharing that like but to be Prince Harry and do that knowing that half the press is going to tear you down for it and doing like it not anyway. just tear you down, but like rip you to fucking shreds when they're the one that like killed your mom. Like it's all so it's meta. So like, and like almost killed your wife, you know, and exactly. Like, and it's so crazy. And I'm just like, so proud of him. And, them. Uh, and like, I just like wish them all the happiness in, you know, Montecito. And like, <laughs> I, mood, you know, mood. I just like, I, I, you know, and I, I've always felt like a kinship to Megan and really loved that he picked this, that he fell in love with like a strong, um, vocal woman. Well, and, look at who his mom was. Yeah, exactly. And I just think it's all, it's just beautiful. And I like, feel like one day I will meet them too. And all I want is for him to get involved in experience camps. It's my dream of dreams. Um, <laughs> my um, dream of dreams. My dream of dreams. No, like there's a couple of celebrities and this is this and is actually like, Harry Styles, too, because he lost his stepfather, who was very yes. much a father figure to him. And like, yep. but Prince Harry has been that is my number one, like in my life. I want him to get involved. Can in some you way. imagine? Can you imagine? No. I mean, I can, no. though, because I haven't imagined what like we <laughs> yeah. it would start with, like it would start with like. I'd somehow get fine because I am like a degree away from Megan. Like I know people who I am friends. Of with course. Who are oh, my God. Yeah. Megan. And I'm like, I know he would love the mission of this camp like so much. Like when they were still like active working royals and they were like, like looking for, um, you know, when they were doing the thing where they were like highlighting different organizations on their like Sussex Royal, like Instagram. Yeah. And I like 100% would like leave comments about experience camp and like DM and like whatever. I was like, I mean, DM it's worth a shot. Yeah, yeah. Like it was like, it was like they were looking for suggestions and they were like, leave them in the comments. Of course there were like 500 million comments, but I was like, well, you never know. It won't yeah. hurt to like, 
leave a message about and like tag experience camps and like I would just be like I think you would really you should look into this organization da 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 yeah. but um I have already imagined it would start with like a video message but then I want would- him to say yo 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 listen up listen up yo yo oh. yo listen up listen up <laughs> yo 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 listen up listen up um and then that would be like his first entry point. But then he would become like everyone who touches the organization becomes so enamored with it that you like want to give your everything in your soul to it. So mm-hmm. then he would eventually like come and do a visit. And like then he would like stay longer each time. He would be. Oh, he and then we would stay make for out. an hour. But then he would. Yeah. You know, yeah, then we I mean, would make out <laughs> like. Like, let him do the ropes course. Like, listen, you've seen him climb that. He, oh, girl. James Corden. Oh, James Corden. James Corden. <laughs> well, we've we've long held all my like royal fetishists and I that both those boys have some great motherfucking forearms. And I love a forearm, oh, like a rolled God. up sleeve and a forearm. Stop. You know, stop a rolled up sleeve, <laughs> a rolled up sleeve with the forearm. And like, they smell so good. Like, oh, you know, so when a man is in like a business shirt, like a crisp business shirt and it like smells good and he's like putting it on for work i'm like okay i can't this is this is daddy issues but yes (laughs) even though my dad worked in an outback but yeah um (laughs) he owned well my dad started the outback steakhouse franchise so that's a little tidbit of information so i literally was conceived because of the blooming onion i was like you got blooming onions in your veins i have blooming onion energy bitch Blooming onion energy. You do. You do. Okay. I could talk to you for a hundred years. Yes. But I do need to let you have a day. Um, Okay. Tell the people where they can find you on all the social meds. Awesome. So I mostly am focusing on short form video, which is definitely like on TikTok and or Reels. So on TikTok, it's Girl Boss Town, like Boston where I'm from, but it's spelled G-I-R-L-B-O-S-S-T-O-W-N. Where she has over a million likes, like I said. I have. I'm yeah, I really started putting effort into it like the past like two months and I'm close to 10K and I really want 10K. So definitely give me a follow. Yeah. But her um, shit is funny, obviously. Obviously. And then on Instagram, I post a lot of um, like real short form video content, but then stories as well. Just fangirling, obsessing over everything we just talked about. And also definitely look into experience camps, which is where me and Abby met. Um, If you've lost a loved one or want to get involved with children who have lost a loved one, definitely get involved with experience camps because it brings people like us together who fangirl over Harry Styles and cry over having dead moms. So it comes full circle. All the things we love. All the things we love. Scones into one. Um, I love you so much. I I love you you. I can't wait to see you again soon. Thank you for doing this. All right. And I'll be right back. So I'm sure after listening to that conversation, you can absolutely understand why Robin and I love each other and are we're like instant friends. I mean, listen, that's that's what conversations with us are like, like all the time. So they just like meander around and always come back to kind of our our obsessive natures and also grief. Um, but I, I love her so much and I'm so glad you got to meet her and, you know, see how we feed each other's fangirl tendencies and support each other's (laughs) obsessions 
I was thinking about other like young crushes or obsessions I had. I mean, speaking of football, Joe Montana, and this is when I'm like little, like before hormones. Um, Joe Montana was very obsessed. Uh, the husbands on Little House on the Prairie. So Almanzo Wilder loved him, but even more so loved Adam Kendall, who, if you'll remember, when Mary Ingalls starts going blind and then she has to go to the blind school and he runs the blind school, but then they fall in love. I mean, you know, it was it was on the prairie times. They eventually fall in love and get married. And remember, they had that baby that died in a fire. It was so awful. I saw that episode not that long ago. Sometimes I watch Little House reruns um, because, of course, I do. But I was very into him. And I was also very into the Mary going blind storyline to the point that I would, like, close my eyes and, like, walk around my house, like, feeling the the walls and pretend like I was also going blind, which definitely feels like something I should talk about in therapy or something. But I, I mean, what does it even say about me? I know it says something, not even sure what, but yeah, those dudes that those popped into my mind too. And then of course, as I always say, Lindsay Buckingham, um, but which, which also leads me to, when we were talking about Stevie, who I also like always want to talk about. I have not met her. I dream of it, obviously. We have been on a plane together. So I did walk by her. Of course, she was in her first class seat while going to my not first class seat. And I was like, it took my breath away. I couldn't believe it. I did not say anything because as much as I like, you know, talk, talk, all this stuff, I like am very respectful of people and I would not have interrupted her on a plane, though. Like a little part of me is like, was that your chance? Should you have just said I just wanted to say, like, I love you and you've been important to me since the day I was born. Maybe I should have. But, you know, I'm not a total lunatic. I have, like, impulse control to the outside world sometimes. Um, but, yeah, so thanks again for listening. I'm so glad to be back. I'm so glad to have some really fun shows coming up. We have so, we're going to have so much to talk about, I feel like. Like, summer's over. Um until next week, well, DM me or tweet me. I want to hear what are your like really random like fan obsessions, like shows. You know, nothing will ever seem weird to me. Like I have so many more that I haven't even talked about. Like if you dug into this brain, like it's it's fucking wild in there. So I want to hear yours. So I'm on Twitter at Abby Gardner, Instagram at Abby C Gardner, or at We Have Notes. Either one, they're both me. Uh, thanks as always for listening and thanks to everyone at Speak Studio especially Timothy Griggs who helps me put this show together and uh, yeah enjoy enjoy this like pre pre actual fall fall let's get ready to fall apart with Casey Musgraves on Friday and I will talk to you soon <laughs>